Good, good father. 
times I've messed up, how many times I've made mistakes, how many New Year's resolutions I've had to make every January the 1st. But no matter what I was doing, no matter how I was failing Him, He was still good. He was still a loving, caring Father. And no matter where you are today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing. You may feel like that, that you are, you've went down a path of no return. But just like the prodigal son, when he returned, the father didn't condemn him. He didn't chastise him. He didn't punish him. But he welcomed him with open arms. Why? Because he was good. The Father, the God that loves you, the Father that we serve, He's good. 
He loves you. Is anybody thankful for that today? Amen. Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for your grace. God, you're so much better to us than we deserve. Father, thank you for being so good, so loving, so caring, so forgiving. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look at somebody and smile. Give them your best 2021 smile. Now, when you came in, you may or may not have been handed a um, uh, a connect card. When we first started the church, we decided that every week we were going to do connect cards. And the reason being was because we wanted you to understand and to know that you're more than just a number. I mean, we could come in and just count heads and say, okay, this is how many people we had and uh, put it on a report somewhere. And uh, But that's not what we're concerned about here. Uh, what we're concerned about is you. And uh, so every week we would do a connect card. And if you received one of those when you came in, there's a couple of ways that you can go about this. Uh, you can uh, scan the QR code at the bottom. It'll ask you a couple of questions. Uh, you can just fill it out, drop it in the, the box back there. Uh, we stopped doing this around, uh, well, when we came back from uh, being um, shut down, I guess. I don't know what you want to say. When we couldn't meet face-to-face. -face. Uh, we stopped doing it out of concern for germs and everything. Uh, but we've sanitized them, prayed over them, um, and all that good stuff. Uh, but you can do it digitally. Uh, you could also, uh, if you want to, uh, you can text the word HERE. H-E-R-E. -E, not H-E-A-R. H-E-R-E. -E, to uh, 606 220 -6111. And uh, we'll have that information out there. But sometime before you leave today, if you didn't get a Connect card, you can grab one out there on your way. Uh, but we want to know that you're here. We want to be able to, to keep up with you. Uh, having two services has become increasingly difficult uh, to know who's been here, who hasn't been here. And uh, we're concerned about you. And uh, we're not going to hunt you down, stalk you. Well, I, I might a little bit if you miss several weeks. But uh, we just want you to know that we love you. And uh, so if you could do that. Uh, also, we want to thank you for your continual giving. Uh, thank you for... Uh, continue to do that. We were able to bless so many families uh, during Christmas. And uh, just remember uh, that, that God sees. And when you're faithful in your giving, uh, he sees that. And uh, we thank you for that. And we know that when we give, we don't give out of obligation, but we give out of love. And you can do that uh, online. There's boxes at the back. You could drop it in. Uh, we've got many ways to do that as well. But we want to thank you for that. We made it. Look at the person sitting beside you and say, we made it. I heard two people. Look at the person beside you and say, we made it. It's officially a new year. 2020 is gone. 2021 is officially here. Man, what a mess 2020 was. I mean, many of us look back on it, and we just look at it with disgust. And we look at it and we think, man, what was going on? What was that all about? Now, the start of a new year is usually something that, that we always look forward to. Uh, we make New Year's resolutions. Uh, we do all of these things. It's because at the beginning of a new year, it seems like it's something fresh. You know, it's this year we're going to lose that weight. 
It's this year we're going to get out of debt. It's this year that we're going to, to draw closer to God than we've ever been before. We always look forward to that. But, but because of 2020, it seems like that the anticipation for 2021 has been greater than ever. It feels like that we were already wishing for 2021 back about June. God just let it go, let it pass. I mean, I know that, that even from, from this uh, stage that I have expressed how much I was looking forward to putting away the old, grabbing a hold of the new. And last week, I, I had some time just to, to have some family time to get away and just to, to meditate and, and think about 2020. Christmas was over. It was just that peaceful time in between Christmas and New Year. And I, I began to just sit and think about 2020. Now, I did it a little bit deeper than just 2020, I hate your guts. We've all had those feelings. But as I began to think about 2020, I believe the Holy Spirit started to whisper something into my spirit. I believe he began to challenge me about a few things. And I believe that, that he allowed me to know that the way that we think determines the directions of our life. The way that we think determines the direction of our lives. Now, some of you, when I, when I said that statement, uh, you immediately just tuned me off. You immediately said, oh, here we go. Another positive thinking, you can do it. Let's go for everything in 2021. I've heard it every year I've been alive. You turned me off. For others of you, when I made that statement and when they put it up here on the screen, you leaned in a little bit. You started to listen just a little bit more intensely. You started thinking, well, well I know that my thoughts matter and I really need to hear what he has to say. I hope that you're in that category because the way that you're thinking about that statement, it shows a lot about the direction of your life. If you look at that statement and you immediately tune it out, turn me off, what time's lunch? That shows a lot about the direction of your life. It matters. It matters. Uh, here's the truth. If as excited as we are for 2021, 2021 will be no different than 2020 if you do not change the way that you think. As a matter of fact, as I begin to, to pray and think about 2020 and what my attitude toward 2020 has been, I believe that the, that the Holy Spirit spoke something else into my life and said, if you would change the way that you think, you would view 2020 in a different light. The way we think determines the direction of our lives. Right now, your life is moving in the direction of your thoughts. If your thoughts are full of faith, full of God's truth, 
If you are trying and, and trying to become more like Christ every single day, God sees that. You're headed in a, and on a good path. But if your thoughts are negative, if they're toxic, if they're polluted, I can guarantee you that you will not live in victory. 2021 will be no different than 2020. You're going to, to struggle in your actions because your thoughts are far from God's truth. You say, Pastor, show it to me. Well, Romans 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 5 and 6 says this. Though, <clears throat> those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. How many people would like a little peace in your life? How many of you talk to yourself? I used to think I would see people talking to themselves. I would be with people who were talking to themselves. I've heard people say it's okay to, to talk to yourself as long as you don't answer yourself. I've heard all of those things. And to be honest, well, when I would see somebody talking to themselves, I would think they were just a little bit crazy. But the older that I get, I begin to realize that talking to yourself is 100% normal. As a matter of fact, if you don't talk to yourself, you're weird. It's normal to have conversations with yourself. And can I tell you that those conversations, whether they're audible or not, those conversations that you have with yourself, they matter. There are times that I'm talking to myself and the conversation pleases God. There are times that, that I encourage myself in the Lord. And then there's times, just being completely transparent, that that conversation is destructive. There are times that that conversation is, is dominated by negativity, critical thinking. Paul tells us here, he said, if our minds are dominated by sinful thinking, it will lead to death. Now, when we read that scripture, a lot of times we immediately think, well, I'm not thinking about killing anybody. I'm not thinking about cheating on my wife. But when we truly think about it and we look at that scripture, God didn't design us and doesn't want us, if we're a follower of him, to live in a negative light. Amen. He wants us to live with positivity. So if I'm all the time thinking negative, if I'm thinking critical, that sinful nature is rising up. And the Bible says that it will lead to death. Now, in contrast, if our minds are dominated by the Holy Spirit, Paul says it will lead to life. Let me, let me make this just a, a little more real. Maybe a little easier to grasp. If you wake up in the morning with thoughts, God is with me. 
If God is for me, who can be against me? God has a plan for my life. I matter to God. God has given me everything that I need to accomplish what he wants me to accomplish. I'm gonna make a difference for his glory. Those are thoughts that are being controlled by the Holy Spirit, by truth. Now, the opposite of that is, if you wake up in the morning, hit the snooze four or five times, throw your alarm clock across the room, get out of bed, kick the cat, scream at the kids, it's a tough week. I have too much to do. Tomorrow is Monday. I'm too tired to go to that stupid job with those stupid people. Life is overwhelming. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Is this resonating? I might be exaggerating a little, but in both of those situations, the way you think matters. And if you look at yourself and you're completely honest, uh, what we have to be in either one or the other category. You're in one camp or the other. And I want to tell you again, the way we think determines the direction of our lives. If I'm being completely honest, my thoughts in 2020 from March... From, from the moment that they canceled the basketball tournament, from that moment forward, they were dominated by the latter. I found myself saying, God, if I have to sit at a table and look in a camera one more Sunday, I'm going to go crazy. God, if I have to go another week enduring what I'm having to go through, God, it's overwhelming me. God, I can't take it much longer. And I'm sure many of you, you had those same conversations with yourself. But last week, as I, I began to, to, to look at 2020, God brought me to Romans chapter 12, verse 2, when he tells us this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Now, I begin to, to read that. And when he says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Now, once again, we can think about that as people who are doing sinful things and telling us, don't copy it. But I believe we can look at it and take it in this manner. The behavior and the customs of this world. We live in a negative world. We live in a hate-filled world. We have people all around us who every moment of their life dominated by negativity. And Paul is saying, do not 
copy that. But you know what I found really encouraging about this passage of scripture? The last part that says, let God transform you. The encouraging part of that to me is that I don't have to change myself. I don't have to change myself. It's not about me changing me. This is not a self-help verse. It says that God is the one who changes me. And how does he do that? He says he does it by the renewing of our mind. By changing the way that we think. So when I stop acting like the world and I begin to align my thoughts with him, when I begin to align my thoughts with the Holy Spirit, it's then and only then that God can change me into a new person. You see, life isn't about what happens to you. We live in a world filled with sin. We are born into sin. Things are going to happen. Things are going to happen to you. Things are going to happen to me. But that's not what life is about. Life is not about what happens to you. Life is about how you think about what happens to you. Have you ever been around somebody that, that, that seemed to have a positive outlook on everything? Don't those people get on your nerves? Come on, don't lie. You've been around them. I mean, I can remember growing up and being around a couple of people, and it seemed like no matter what, it was complete. Everything was just great. I mean, they could be walking down the road, and you could say, hey, your, your arm just fell off. And they would say, oh, that's all right. I got another one. Glory to God. I mean, that, that's exaggerating a little bit, but you've been around those kind of people, and they used to get on my nerves. And I would think, you can never be that happy all the time. It's all a show. No one can live like that. But then I begin to dig into God's word. And, and when I dig into the truth of God's word, I see that choosing joy is possible. It's about what, it's not what about, it's not about what happens to you. But it's how you think about what happens to you. That stress and that anxiety that you're dealing with, it's not the fact that you have it. Because every one of us have stress and anxiety at some level. For some people, it's, it's a much higher level than others. But we all have that stress and anxiety of daily life. It's not about that, but it's about what you think about it. It's how you handle it. Can you look at a, a, a stressful situation and recognize, hey, I know this is bad, but I know God is with me. Can you be walking through a, a, a hard time 
and you feel so weak. But in your mind, you're saying, I know that I feel weak, but when I'm weak, he's strong. When you feel like you, you can't take an, another step, can you realize that his power is real and that he is carrying you? If you can do that, if you can allow God to renew your mind, change the way that you think, then you can take a stressful situation and you can use it as a chance to tap into the power of the God that we serve. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 and 4 tells us this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. When I look at people that do not have God, who are not following Christ, when I look at their life, I immediately know why that they can't handle life. It's because they do not have the weapons that I have. They do not have the weapons of someone who is following Christ. Paul is telling us here that, that we have a, a different weapons than the world. As a matter of fact, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, he sort of explains when he tells us to put on the whole armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. You see, those are the weapons that we fight with. Those are the things that give us the power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? I mean, he tells us that we can demolish them. What is it? When we think of the word stronghold, here's what you can picture. Picture a prison. And that you're put in that prison. The door's not locked. There's no guards. Joy, joy, down in my heart. It's back. It's back, but it's red.
things that we've been given, that we have the power to demolish those strongholds. We have two dogs. One of the dogs is about five or six years old. And the other one is about five or six years older than dirt. One of them has the ability to, to jump on the bed. The other one is just lucky to get up the steps. So here we are. So we allow the older dog to lay on a pillow at night while we sleep. They sleep in our room. The other one we put in a cage because we know that the older one, there's no way outside of a Holy Ghost miracle that that dog is going to get on the bed. But the younger dog... You give him, we call him the Velcro dog, because everywhere that my wife is, that dog is right there. And since she's been working from home, it's become a thousand times worse. So we know that when she lays down, if that dog has his way, he's going to be laying right between us. So I believe if Christy had her way about it, that he would be sleeping in bed. When I'm out of town, he lays up there on my pillow, just like I'm nobody. So sometimes Christy will go to bed before I do. And when she does that, the dog will jump up, will jump up and get on the bed. And he's laying there. And so what happens is, is he knows my stance, that he's sleeping in the cage. So he will get up, he can hear me coming up the steps, and as soon as I open the door, he jumps straight up, jumps off the bed, and runs into his cage. And I lock him in. There's other times that when I come upstairs, Christy's already been in bed, I don't see the dog. So I'm thinking, she's put him up and locked him in. So I come in and get in bed. She'll get up in the morning. They might be thinking the rapture took place. We hope not, right? I can't talk with, I don't know what they did before cordless mics. I feel like I'm talking with no hands. How many people talk with your hands? Anybody? Yeah, me too. So that dog will get up and he'll jump in the cage. And I'll come in and I'll think, okay, he's already been locked in. Christy will get up the next morning and she'll say, Pedro wasn't locked in his cage last night. But he stayed there all night long. He stayed there because he was so used to being bound that all he would have had to do is take his little paw, 
take his little nose and push it open and he would have been free. But he stayed right there. So as I began to think about that and think about strong ones, I said, that's exactly how we are. Fast forward to January 1st. Christy goes to bed. We stay up and watch the ball drop and do all that New Year's stuff. And we, um, she goes to bed before I do. And I come up and the dog's already, I don't see him anywhere. So once again, I'm thinking he's just been locked in. I get and lay in the bed. I wake up New Year's Day, January 1st, 2021. I roll over expecting to see my beautiful wife. And there's that dog. And I looked at her and I said, was he not locked in his cage? She said, no. And I said, he can't do that. Doesn't he know that he's my illustration for Sunday morning about staying in a cage when it's not locked? He can't do that. I can't preach a lie. And then it hit me. It's January 1st, 2021, signifying a new beginning. And it hit me that that's what God wants to do in the lives of some people. He wants to break that stronghold. He wants you to realize that even though you feel trapped, you're not trapped. Even though you feel bound, you're not bound. You've got everything that you need to free yourself. It starts with the way you think. It starts by realizing that he's the truth. He tells us he is the way, the truth, and the life. Those things that the enemy puts in your mind, they are lies. He has been a liar from the beginning, and he will continue to lie until the end. The Bible tells us that he is like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. He's not going to stop. He starts by attacking the way that you think. He makes you believe a lie. Just close your eyes right where you are. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor... 2020 has been a nightmare. But when I begin to think about what I've been thinking about, I get a little insight on why. Pastor, I've been thinking negative thoughts. I've been in the camp that thinks it'll never get any better that I'm trapped, that I'm bound. 
If that's you this morning, would you just slip up your hand? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel bound, Pastor. Anybody else? God wants to do something in your life. He wants to change the way you think. He wants you to begin to use the weapons that he has given you to break those strongholds. Anyone else? Thank you. Everybody look up here at me. I'm going to give you another, another verse of Scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 and 6. It tells us this. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Now, I know that may be a, a, a little deep, a little much to, to swallow and comprehend. The New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Say, Pastor, what are you saying? What I'm saying is, is that when you have a negative thought, when you say, I can't, I won't, I never will. When those thoughts begin to, to roll in your mind, this passage of scripture says, tell it in 2021 terms, tell it to shut up. And tell it and then teach it the word of God. In other words, when you have that I can't, I won't, I never will thought, you go to the word of God and say, I can do all things through Christ. You see, one is a lie. We capture that lie and we feed it and tell it and teach it the truth. Do you know like when your kids maybe believe something that's not true? You want to sit them down and say, honey, that's not the way that it is. This is the truth according to the word of God. You can do those same things with the negative thoughts that Satan puts in your mind. Amen. So as everybody stands... God wants to do something. He does not want your 2021 to be the same as your 2020. And for some of you, 2020 was no different than 2019. And 2019 was no different than 2018. Because now you're, you're on a cycle. And you may have some, some good moments, but it seems like you always end up with these negative thoughts in your mind. 
God wants to deliver you. He wants to break those strongholds. I won't take much time, but as you bow your head, as Nick begins to play, I didn't even do this first service, but, but, but I, I feel compelled to do it right now. If you're here and you raised your hand, that first stronghold, has you bound right where you're standing. Because I can promise you that one of the first steps to freedom is to admit that you've been bound and that you need loosed. And we had several raise their hands. And I want to give you the opportunity. We have a, a prayer team equipped with masks. But one of the weapons that God gives us to fight with is community. People standing, praying, believing with you. And that's what church is all about. That's what family is all about. A lot of times we view church as just a, a Sunday morning where we can come in and, and get our tanks filled. If you come in here with your tank empty, you need to get gas somewhere. That's not what church is about. It is about having people walking with you praying with you, believing with you. And so right now, I'm going to begin to pray. Nick's going to begin to sing. And as that happens, I'm believing that some strongholds are going to be broken. And I'm asking, come and stand or kneel at this altar and allow the people who love you, who care about what you're going through, who want to walk with you, let them pray with you. It says where there's power in prayer, there's power in agreement. Don't go through this thing alone. So right now, don't hesitate. Father, I come before you. God, I know with everything that is in me, God, that there's people all across this auditorium. God, those who feel bound, but God, you want to set them free. Satan, I come against you against your lies, against your, your demonic actions. And I proclaim the word of God. Father, right now I pray, Holy Spirit, only you can change the way that we think. Only you can renew our mind. And as we come before you today, Father, I pray and I believe that things are going to change. The situations, the situations that the strongholds 
that has kept us bound. God, that we're going to understand that we have all that we need to walk out. And that we can walk out just like Paul and Silas walked out of that jail. We can walk out. There's nothing holding us. God, transform our minds. Transform our to be more like you. Sing, he's the name above all. some homework for you. It's only natural just because of the way the enemy works. You're going to continue to have negative thoughts. It's inevitable. 
But once again, it's not about having the thoughts. It's what you do about them. So here's what I want you to do. You think, Pastor, this is silly. I don't care to do it anyway. I'm the teacher. Don't ask me if it's for a grade. Here's what I want you to do. When you have a thought, a negative thought come into your mind, literally take out a piece of paper and a pen and write it down. Start making a list. When the enemy tells you that you can't, write it down. And then we're going to do this. Everything that the, every negative thought is a lie. And the only way to cancel out a lie is with the truth. The truth is found here in the Word of God. So I want you to write down these negative thoughts. And then when you see that thought, I want you to immediately go to the Word of God and find the truth. And I want you to write outside it the truth. And then take a black Sharpie. Don't just put a line through it. Don't just highlight it. I want you to completely eradicate the lie. Mark it out. Get rid of it. And replace it with the truth. If you're a new follower of Christ, this might be a little bit more difficult. So what I encourage you to do is make your list and then come find somebody. Come find me. Come find Pastor Aaron, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Nick. Somebody that's, that's been following Christ and have them say, tell them, this is the thought I'm having. Help me find the truth. That's what life is about. You want 2021 to be different? Do you want to make a difference in your life, in the lives of your family, in the lives of those around you? You can start today by changing the way you think, getting rid of the lies and replacing it with the word of God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. He's good, isn't he? As I was... As I was... um, getting ready for service today. As Nick said, we came in and some time between last Sunday and this Sunday, our uh, camera has, I don't know, it's not working. (laughs) That's the best I can tell you, it ain't working. So I came into that. As I was standing over there and during that first song and in the old days, they'd say the devil got in the sound system. (laughs) So I was standing over there, I was watching, and I was thinking, what in the world is going on? And then the screen up here flashed. Everything went away, and I thought, what else? And I felt a buzz on my watch. And I'm going to tell you what it said. I won't tell you who sent it unless you, I will for money. <laughs> but it said, stop stressing, God's got this. That's what you're encouraged to do. When you see somebody going through something, that was the Word of God right there. Because the Word of God says, don't worry, not be happy. 
That's some other singer. He said, don't worry, I've got it. So I want you to leave here today knowing that God's got you. Don't believe the lies. We love you. One last thing. Starting next week, every year for the past few years, during the month of January, we've, we have uh, had a 21-day fast. Now, when I was growing up, I thought a fast meant that I just had to starve myself. Um, and if you want to do that, you know, it could be a spiritual thing and a weight loss thing all wrapped up in one. But it's not about losing weight. Uh, we do a 21-day fast, and what we say is, is, is it ne- doesn't necessarily have to be food, because let's be honest, in 2021, some of us could do without f- food before we do, did without our social media. If we had to choose between the two, and maybe it's not that for you, but find something in your life. And for, for starting next Sunday, January the 10th through January the 30th, I want you to say, God, I'm going to lay that thing down. And I'm going to take that time that I would be doing that thing, whatever it is, and I'm going to focus on you. And I'm going to pray for your will in my life, your will in my family's life, and your will in the life of my church. And if we will do, there is power in prayer and fasting. If there weren't, Jesus wouldn't have said anything about it. He said, some things only come by fasting and by prayer. So I'm going to ask you, think about it, pray about it. But starting next week, we're going to do 21 days of fasting and prayer. And we're going to believe that when we come out of it, we're going to have a clear vision for our life, for the lives of our family, and for the lives of our church. I love you. Thank you for allowing me to pastor you. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. Have a great Sunday.